0: Welcome back into another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckle. This is episode 51. I am your host, Carter E., joined as always by my producer, Jeff Mulvahill Jr. of instaimage.com. We've got quite a bit to recap for you from the, I, would, I won't say the end of fall sports because we still got oh, a week left, but the end for most of our teams for their fall sports season. Sounds like we got a little trivia playing as well, at least for me, which I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Um, Going to be put on the hot seat. And then, of course, we do have a couple teams still state-bound for uh, volleyball and can't not talk about the fact that the Carson High girls cross-country team won the Class 5A state title um, this past weekend down at Boulder City in Las Vegas i will have some interviews for you guys next week but um unfortunately i have that interview scheduled here in about an hour we are taping monday morning so i do not have that yet for the podcast but that coverage you can of course find online at www.nevadaappeal.com jeff before we get started we've had quite a bit to do today since you said you're gonna put me on the hot seat we'll just start by i'll throw you on the hot seat here too (laughs) do you have a a uh Favorite memory or favorite game, looking back on on the fall, like anything in particular that's that that jumps jumps at you from uh, this fall season. Uh, I know, like we said, we got two volleyball teams still going to state. Obviously, cross country winning a state title is is a big deal. But from from games you cover or games you were at, anything in particular that that uh, is kind of the first thing you think of from this fall sports season.
1: Obviously, the Carson Douglas football game, um, and you know my love for football, but. Um, that game always, and this year did not disappoint. I I realize if you're the Douglas, it was disappointing that you didn't win. But right. if you're a somewhat down the middle of the road kind of a person with this whole thing, that was just a crazy game. Always something's going to happen, and sure enough, uh, you know we were saying it was going to happen, but it it produced for us. So I think almost every. Everything, every every team that I've covered, there's been a game that I'm like, I was, I was, I'm going to say happy walking out. And I was, I was not necessarily pleased that they won or lost, but I just saw that they, they were, they were there and happy and, and were enjoying playing the game, even at, at, you know, Varsity level in high school, you still got to enjoy this thing or why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's a lot of work. It's a tremendous amount of work uh, So I think everything single, every single sport that I've gone to something um, Maybe not every game, but there have been games that I've said hey, you know, that was that was uh, I'm glad I was there to witness that. So yeah, I know you were only at uh,
0: You know the, the Carson girls soccer playoff game, but I got to I personally, am looking back at these regional soccer games, I mean, they all came down to the end. Galena beat Carson in the, the final moments there um, in that opening round regional game. Of course, Douglas beat Reno on a free kick from Kylie Lash from like thirty-five yards out in the seventy-eighth minute to get out of that. And then they go and face McQueen and lose on a corner kick that bends in and <laughs> golden goal. Then you take a look at. Douglas boys who lost two times to McQueen without scoring a goal. They come out and, Get one against the Lancers to make it one one sends that game into overtime And then of course mcqueen scores on a free kick from pretty far out in golden goal to to end their season So some I mean brutal ways to lose but overall some just extremely exciting games to to watch on the soccer front and that's not to take away from anything else it, Definitely some recency bias in in my mind my mind for sure given all those games were you know last week but um, every single soccer game it seemed like I attended down the stretch was was a was a good close hard fought game regardless of opponent and where where the seed was and then um, we talked about how topsy turvy some of these uh, regional tournaments can be and uh, well we went one two in volleyball so we were a little wrong there I mean granted we were I don't say wrong but we thought there was more potential for an upset and then. Soccer, Galena won the whole thing as the five seed in penalty kicks. They took out number two McQueen. So, um, both those teams still advanced to state. So, I guess took out is the wrong word. But um, the regional championship. Yeah, we're we're definitely a little little more topsy turvy than. uh,
1: That's actually where my trivia came from for when we get to volleyball. Um, Okay. okay. um, Exactly what you're getting hints. I was looking at the volleyball bracket. And then I was looking at the soccer bracket. And the soccer bracket, just like you said, was insanely competitive. I mean, they, every single game was tooth and nail. And I was at the, the McQueen-Galena game and literally went down to sudden death penalty kicks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do have some comments on that if we ever want to get there. But The worst way to end the uh, game. I can't necessarily agree, okay. but I don't disagree. So I know that's kind of being on the fence with it, but I, I have a theory about penalty kicks. Is there a worse way to lose in sports? The, the The thing about penalty kicks is I've been involved with the game for 43 years, and penalty kicks have always been a thing. Not a Not necessarily a fun thing. But for is my whole entire life, and I don't know how long before that, penalty kicks were a thing. You had to be good at it because that's a part of the game. You could get to the point where you are either good at this or you're going to lose. And I don't know if you saw the, the boys' championship. It was 2-0 to zero in, the, in the penalty kicks. It means one team scored two of the five. His team scored none? None. Now... I'm not. I'm, I don't want to discredit the high school sports because in the MLS championship yesterday, the goalkeeper played out of his mind. Has only only played ten minutes of the game. Got subbed in in the in the overtime period because the the starting goalkeeper got a red card and broke his leg. Oh, and is in the hospital oh. with a broken leg. What a sequence of events. It, it, uh, <laughs> they wouldn't show it on TV. The, the, the commentator said, we've reviewed the tape, and it's it's we can't show it on TV.
0: Well, that's a small network thing, because, you know, big, big networks, it's just replay after replay. It was on
1: Fox. <laughs> Was big it was
0: FS, FS2. Oh, no, it was on oh, Big Fox. Okay, okay. So it was bad. I Didn't mean, not stopped them
1: from showing to a wobbling around. I know. On
0: Sunday. I know. I know.
1: Go figure. But I, it, it looked pretty bad. Cause I just watched the play happen and you looking at his leg and it's like, that's not right. That's not right. So, but in that game it was three, zero penalty kicks. So even the big guys miss. So it, it's, it's uh, I did a, to get into a little more trivia, um, the the worst percentage, and that's North American women, they, they, I found this website and I'll, I'll have to reference it, um, put it in the notes or something, but the worst percentage for penalty kick-taking is 73%. On average? On average. That's the worst. <clears throat> is that... Internationally okay, and go. across both sports, gen- this website breaks it down even to when you were born, what month you were <laughs> born in, if you're a Sagittarius or a Pisces or whatever, and gives. The- so, seventy three percent is the worst, and yet we had I don't know. in the girls' side, we had two or three games go to penalty kicks, and the boys' side we had two or three go to penalty kicks. MLS Cup Championship win the penalty kick. So it's a thing. It is a thing. You got to be good at it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I know they don't want, and I know they don't want, regardless of level, they don't want athletes running around for, you know, 200 minutes just to find a game winner. Right. Because sometimes teams are legitimately... Nodded like they just nobody's going to score. I've played in those yeah. games myself. Like yeah. it's sometimes there just isn't a separator, and you have to find a tiebreaker, if you will, yeah. um, to to settle that.
1: Call it college men's or college soccer used to not have penalty kicks. And the only reason I know this is because I went into college in 1990. Humble brag. Oh, the, I thought you were going to say went into college to play soccer. Well, that too, <laughs> but in 89. I remember because that was the year before, and we played Santa Clara the next year, the game went three regulation plays, still undecided. So they just said we're co-champions and left it at that. And we're all like, wait a minute, how do you be co-champions? Well, we played three full games that day in the snow. It was in Virginia. That's nuts. I'd rather, I'd rather have PKs than be named co-champions. Yep, so, yep. I'm, I guess it's, I, a, it's a heartbreaking way to lose, but you got to be good at it. I,
0: I retract my. I guess it, I never really had a strong stance against it. I just don't like them. But again, I, it's necessary instead of playing three full regulations yeah. to be named co-champions. That. That's way worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's not thought out at all. Granted, this was the early
1: 90s, so yeah. we've come
0: a long way since then. But They've, they've
1: gone back to normal. Yeah. And got rid of that. But it doesn't make any sense at all. No. PKs are tough. They're, They're brutal. Tough.
0: I only took two in my uh, entire youth soccer career. Uh, I was in the same game. The first one hit the post. Goalie went early, so I got to go again. And then I
1: missed the goal entirely. So... Well, now there the rules go. have changed. Oh, for one. Um, uh, the rules have changed a little bit, and now you get to see all kinds of goofy stuff go
0: on. I so. per- particularly enjoy, especially amongst the the pros, the
1: extremely slow run-up to the ball. <laughs> the run-ups always crack me up, because I'm like, you're not generating any more power or speed or anything from that. What, what's the <laughs> purpose? And then they, these guys do these funny... Skip steps and all kinds of funky things, and then end up yeah. kicking it into the goalie. And it's like, come on, guys, just put it away and get over with it. Uh, we're getting a little sidetracked here. I could I could ask you
0: PK questions all day. I have I have another one for uh, off the podcast because we did win a youth title in PKs, and I made a comment to it, not important. We're we're way sidetracked here, so I'll save that for for off air. Uh, if anybody else is curious, I'll happily put it on Twitter or something. But um, getting back to getting back to our our regional coverage here, do we want to hit this trivia question while it's soccer related, or this, do we want
1: trivia questions volleyball related? Volleyball related, yeah. that's right. Okay, just to quickly recap,
0: Reno went on to sweep Bishop Minogue in the regional finals. Now both teams will go to state, but uh, a little surprising there for sure. From throughout the season, it was kind of those three at the top. It was Reno, Bishop Minogue, and Spanish Springs, kind of all jumping on each other and. Bringing the top down, if you will, as far as just overall record, uh, Carson did get one win over Spanish Springs, but otherwise those two teams did not not lose really to anybody else other than themselves. Um, and
1: then the inter- uh, interesting thing, though, if, if you look at the bracket, every one of the regional three o, all of them sweeps. Yeah, that that's what got me looking at this. What I'm going to quiz you on to see your yeah.
0: You know, it's funny you say that because I. I mean, I'm going to have to do more research. I'm ill prepared for this, but.
1: As much competition as there were and back and forth and winning games, and, you know, Spanish Springs went five games at Douglas, Spanish Springs lost to Carson at Carson, and to have all of the regional games go 3 0, that just shocked me.
0: Two went 3 2, and Northern 3 A. All the other ones were 3 0. Wow. And in 1A, they were all 3-0 except for one first-round matchup, which went 3-1.
1: 1A north, west. It's like if you lose the first match, you just depleted.
0: Yep, I watched Sierra Lutheran qualify for state by beating Pyramid Lake 3-0, and then they fell to Smith Valley 3-0, which Smith Valley hadn't lost a set Uh. yet this year in 1A west league play. I did see Smith Valley against Dayton earlier this season, where Dayton won, but that's a 3A-1A matchup. Um, Smith Valley is just... The better team uh at least saturday um they'll potentially get another shot at seeing each other at state once that rolls around here but yeah pretty pretty interesting look there um while i'm on the subject seer lutheran will get grandview christian at clark on thursday november 10th to open up the uh 1a state tournament whereas in the 3a side of things dayton Will be also down in Vegas. They will get Moapa Valley, who is the two seed coming out of the South. As Dayton was your Class Three A North regional champs over Spring Creek. Spring Creek will play against number one Boulder City. The, both those games are Friday. If I failed to mention that, um, Dayton will play at six fifteen there. So, like I said, still got two volleyball teams alive. Uh, lots of good coverage coming out of this weekend from both those it was it was nice to get both those teams covered I know Dayton and Sierra Lutheran uh, it's definitely um, teams we get to less so that was really cool to to see that and to be able to uh, talk to some of those kids I personally was at Sierra Lutheran so to talk to a couple of those seniors about uh, I believe it's their first state appearance in a while if ever so um Props to the Falcon Volleyball team there. And uh, like I said, you can see all that coverage um, in Wednesday's Nevada Appeal. And, of course, we will keep you updated through the weekend on that. We've got all-region teams coming this week. At the moment, I imagine they've all been voted on at this point. I'd be a little late to be voting on them now, just thinking out loud here. I do have one at the moment, which I will read before we get to uh, trivia here. We've got just a quick one on tennis. Not Not a ton of... Uh, names to mention here but on the tennis thing on excuse me on the 5a girls tennis side of things we've got uh meryl johnson was an honorable mention for carson in singles as was jocelyn turner for douglas in singles and then on the Excuse me, on the doubles side of things, Dahlia Keating, McKillstrom, and Ava Schofield were a honorable mention for the Senators in doubles. Uh, McKenna Chapel and Abby Hutchings were the honorable mention for Douglas in the doubles side of things. On the boys side, no Carson athletes to mention here, just two Douglas players Colton Brown picks up an honorable mention in singles and then Wade Coleman and Wyatt Frisbee grab a doubles honorable mention as well for their play this season so um, props to those athletes for picking up some uh, all-league recognition
1: and uh, is it trivia time I think I've teased it enough so let's do it okay this is volleyball we know Reno beat Bishop Minogue this year what year? And you, I, I twenty twenty is out because that nothing happened that yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. How far back do we have to go that we did not have a winner and a runner up named Reno or Bishop Minogue? Well,
0: given that I've dug through the NIAA record books enough, oh, 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 I'm see, I have to think that. It's not going to go before 2010 because you can't find those brackets as easily. It's not that far back, yeah. So um, once you get once you get prior to 2010, it's a yep. lot harder to find those yep, regional brackets Yeah, back to 2010. Yep. So see, I've already I've already knocked it down there, and now I'm just swinging swinging at nothing here. Yep. Um, I think it's been they've it's been them every year I've been here. So at least since 2019. So. Between twenty eleven and twenty nineteen. Twenty thirteen. We're
1: just, just tossing a ball in the bucket. So twenty sixteen, okay. Reno, so a little more recent. Reno I... beat Douglas in the championship. I should
0: have known that because I knew Douglas made a state state tournament.
1: And the year before that, Bishop Minogue beat Carson yeah. in the championship. Yeah, that was I should have had more clues. So that, that was twenty fifteen. And twenty fourteen was Carson Douglas in the final and Douglas won. So it's been a while since I've not been at the top.
0: I am kicking myself. I should know that. I knew that not both Douglas and I knew that both Douglas and Carson had been to been to the state tournament within the last decade. Um, I definitely should have should have figured that out. I like we should we should come back with these. I might have to throw some your way too. Um because they're gonna, I'm gonna be have to do some work. They're gonna be random and gonna be researched and uh yeah. Uh, so um, that was a good one, though. I
1: like that. And, those uh, sweeps, just I was looking at that, going, that's just bizarre to me. I mean, how competitive it was. And then you know, like girls soccer, boys soccer was super competitive through the bracket mm-hmm. down to penalty kicks, and 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 then volleyball was just a blowout of everything. Well, it's funny because we saw
0: that Carson Douglas game, and I mean, Carson Coach Brittany Witter kind of said it: the Senators weren't. Exactly, I, they looked rattled, like just from the from the get go. And I'm not going to sit here and harp on them. Um, just I, I do wonder how much of that was the case throughout the tournament of just teams running up against teams that they hadn't beaten yet this year, and kind of going, oh, like yeah, just kind of getting wide eyed. And yeah. um, uh, Douglas I watched really played aggressive in yeah, that game. they, they were did at
1: the net pounding hard and kept going and going and going
0: and then they got to minogue and granted they were missing one of their key outside hitters but i'm team i they're good right i'm not selling them short um they've made state they have continued to make state for for years here in a row but they didn't look as dominant as some of those minor teams have passed and obviously that kind of shows with reno sweeping them in yeah. the finals uh and that's not to say that I think Douglas could have, like, won and four or anything. But um, I don't – I think that ended up being, what, like, 2017 and 14 or something like that for Douglas. And probably could have been a little closer, I'm sure, if, if things had gone their way. But uh, still a good run for, yeah. for them regardless. I believe it was their third year in a row making it to the regional semis. So they are, again, right on the doorstep of another state title birth yeah. and being more – recent in your trivia question if you walk down that road again of course i know i've said it already but carson cross country on the girls side won the state title this past saturday like i said i won't have any we don't have any interviews for you on the podcast here today but uh there will be plenty of those coming in the nevada appeal and i'll probably save some of that audio for for next week just to mention it it is the first Girls cross-country title for the Senators since 2011. It is the 11th in school history. They used to dominate in cross-country. But the first time since 2011 that they have won a title. And Jeff, get this. They did it with only one senior. And a bunch of freshmen. And a bunch of freshmen and sophomores. I tweeted that they did it without a senior. and just I have fixed that. But just to clarify, they did not have a senior run at the regional meet, which is where I was coming from there. Ella, Ella Dooley, Dooley. was um, dealing with dealing with a little bit of an injury, so she ran at regionals. But I imagine that was where they uh, chose to go with uh, senior Sydney Romeo. Uh, is it Romeo Romeo? Um, yeah, Thank for getting into um, that final spot there for Carson. But 62 points overall. I mean, let's talk about those top five finishers: eighth, twelfth, fourteenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth at the state meet. So no winners overall. Um, That is the finish order. As far as scoring goes for teams, because individuals do not count for team scoring, it's 7th, 11th, 13th, 15th, and 16th for the top five. So you had five of their runners within the top 16. Granted, nobody within the top five, but five within the top 16. And that's how you win these meets right there. That's
1: fantastic.
0: It's the least amount of points scored, and they are getting consistent results from everybody who's who's scoring low there that's what's probably most impressive to me and you said it already that it's a lot of freshmen too hannah budd was eighth as a freshman she um finished in 1942 right behind her in 2002 was freshman vea minor um, vea actually ended up edging out hannah in regionals but obviously a much different course once you get down south there. Ginny Ponzak was just behind Vea Minor by five seconds in 2007. Of course, just about 10 seconds behind that was freshman Brianna Rodriguez-Nunez and freshman Madison Hager, who were 2017 and 2020. So four of those top five are freshmen, and the other one's a sophomore. That is a team set up for success for the foreseeable future, and uh, look out uh state of nevada i know bishop minogue has some really bishop minogue and galena have some really top tier runners but they don't have five that can finish within the top 16 so state in the state and that's that's how you do it right there that's a that's the recipe to success and um you see that again carson high has found a way to kind of replicate some previous success on uh Ooh, I was going to say on the track, but that doesn't work.
1: Um, um, it will be come track season. It will, All you, those fans run
0: on track. That's fair. And uh, you see that Senator Girls team kind of get back in uh, in the front of things. And, yeah, man, look out. Um, that is
1: – Our distance running program is going to be good.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Otherwise, I think we've pretty much touched on everything. As I said, Dayton will be playing in the 3A program volleyball state tournament this coming weekend they swept elko speaking of sweeps in the uh, regional semifinals it was an elko team that had beaten them twice in league play this year 3-2 and 3-0 so dayton turned around and swept elko uh, they needed five sets to beat spring creek in the regional final however dayton did win one of those sets 25 to 4 so uh, very topsy-turvy uh, regional final there but nonetheless, Dayton picks up a Class 3A North regional crown for uh, on the volleyball side. And like I said, they open uh, Friday evening against Moapa Valley to start 3A state playoffs. Otherwise, Jeff, I think we've touched on everything else that's kind of happened this week. Obviously, fall really wound down this week. This was regional week. We knew this was going to be busy. And then you either have a ton of teams at state or, you know, and – that is just kind of the way it goes. And as we've talked about, we now got winter sports starting to, uh, at least they've getting getting into practice. Tryouts are either just happened or happening uh, as we speak. And got a lot more coverage for you guys coming. So be sure to stay tuned to NevadaPeel.com, RecordCourier.com for all your Northern Nevada sports needs. And uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Behind the Bench. We will catch you guys next week. Take it easy.